And the winner for the best sports podcast is the Drunkard United Football Show. Hey, how about that? Hey, Sam, yeah. are you an award-winning podcast? I am a member of an award-winning podcast. I'm a member of an award-winning podcast, too. In fact, Mel, you can unmute yourself. Are you in a winner of a award-winning I mean, podcast? I am of four awards, that is. Hit the fucking mute button. You can't even give her an inch. I tell you, she takes no. a fucking mile. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smell the Lord. Look straight and short. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the Drunken United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League, as told by two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the award-winning Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? I am quite annoyed with you because you talked about inches and miles in relationship to your good lady wife, who is our producer, uh-huh. and you didn't leave enough time for me to make a pee-pee joke before the post hit, <laughs> 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 which annoys me. Mm. Welcome new <laughs> listeners. Last time I checked, it's my post to hit, not yours. Oh, he's <laughs> claiming the post. All right. We're recording at Studio H just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. We are on all of your social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Show. For those that don't know, that is the A with the circle around it. Uh, And then... (laughs) Uh, via email, we are dfootballshow at gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch old school. Very good. Or you could call into the show like what's about to happen right now with our good friend and Patreon subscriber, Mr. Brody. Brody, how you doing, brother? Doing great. How you doing, boys? Excellent. Doing very well. Thank you, sir. Would that be the same Brody of the Revenues podcast? It absolutely would be. That was also a Maryland podcast uh, award nominee. Absolutely. Well, now- You know what's great is our show is used as the platform to pimp all these other shows, and yet (laughs) certain shows don't give us the credit it deserves. Well, you know, and you would find out about that, Sam, if you did what? All you have to do is go to <laughs> www.patreon.com backslash do you football show to find out all of the ins and outs and our gripes with Melissa during our sound check and injury time uh, segments um, for the $5 tier or the $9 tier. And of course, Alan, Alan, you would know about that, right? I sure would. <laughs> <laughs> See, love it. Now, the main reason why we have Alan on is Alan happens to know the gentleman that organized and set up the Maryland Podcast Awards, which... Uh, Thank you very, very much. First and foremost, let's get this out of the way right away and say thank you to everyone who took the time to vote for us. It means a fucking ton. It really does. does. Absolutely. You know, you just uh, you let us know that it's okay to get really drunk, say fuck a lot and kind of talk about um, the Premier League. So there's still a place for that in radio, apparently. But burying the lead. Alan knows the guy who set everything up. Both Sam and myself were nominated for best host. And 
neither of us won. I almost uh, picked up the gin bottle. The uh, <laughs> Hartford Hartford Living. Apparently, this show pops because it also won best. Uh, it won best uh, uh, show of the year, podcast yep. of the year, podcast of the year. Yeah. And well, Alan went ahead, did a little bit of digging, and he found out which one of us got more votes. I don't know. Sam doesn't I do know. Not know either. Mel doesn't know. So, Alan, the floor is yours. So the great thing is, is that this has I've been able to maintain and keep this a secret. Not even doesn't know. This has really been something that has been kind of holding in for a couple of days. And so without further ado, I think it's only right to indicate the vote totals. And first of all, just how they were tallied. You got three points for our first place for people who participated. You ranked first, second, and third. So three points for first place, two points for second, and one point for third. Okay. So don't know where among the top five you guys finished. I know that the winner, uh, the gentleman from Harper County Living, lacked the field, so it wasn't particularly close. <laughs> but That's fair. One, fair of you, one of you, one Sam, scored 181 points. Once the other Sam scored 163 points. Wow, so it was pretty it was close. close. Very close. Pretty close. Yeah, between the two. And so I think it's only right that I stop delaying and announce the winner of the best Sam host is Mr. Samuel Graham. Come on! Get in! <laughs> get in right in there. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Graham, you needed a victory, didn't you? I did, badly. Yeah. Hey, you know what? That makes up for the first time not being in European football for 25 fucking years. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you, 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 failed, you failed all the uh, Peloton supporters in the world uh, by not losing weight. You got your asshole tattooed D back this year. I mean, it's been a tough fucking go for you. Yeah. That's still the hurts, gambling. He's, he's losing the gambling contest. <laughs> oh, I mean, he's he's to two grand now. He's uh, right wait, close to two hey, grand. You just wait for later. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Oh, I've oh. got a good one. <laughs> a ten way, a ten way uh, uh, parlay. This is going to be excellent. <laughs> yes, it will be. That'll uh, fall at the first hurdle, like yes. usual. What, whatever he and then all the other nine will <laughs> hit, will hit just, yeah. just to sting a little, <laughs> just to sting a little. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, brother. I appreciate it, man. And uh, um, how many votes did um, producer Mel receive for uh, best host with her show, The Loud mm. Women's Club? Mm, I'm going to have to uh, do some that, but I think it starts with a zero and ends with a zero, maybe. Oh, hold on. Yep. Alan, I, hey, where, are you there? Oh, I think we lost him. <laughs> wow, that was so weird. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, Damn. Hey, 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 Sam, I don't have it by my side, but if I need to, I'll go into the other room. I'll grab a notepad and a pen and Mel can take some notes on uh, how to do this properly. Well, congr- you know, what? I can think of 181 things that I know how to do <laughs> um, <laughs> as a host. You know, congratulations, Mr. Graham. Thank I'm very, you very much. Very proud of you. Um, I just needed something to hold over your head. <laughs> That's all. That's the I, only reason I gave a shit. I I uh, <laughs> I, I I often say that um, though I may be the one that kind of drives the bus, you're the one that is the wealth of knowledge. And why I know I can talk about the Premier League and feel comfortable talking about it, I know with uh, with with you, you are fantastic at just kind of 
being able to pull back stats from fucking 10 years ago and yeah. players from 10 years ago. And just so congratulations. Thank brother. you very much. Well, I appreciate well, that. well fucking deserved. And apparently we got lapped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what is this guy doing? Standing on top of a tank, doing a podcast, holding two Roman candles and a speedo. Well, if we got Jesus lapped, Christ, this guy's got, on fire. If we got lapped, then that tells me <laughs> that clearly we know how we did in best in pod pot of the year. Yeah. And that tells you how you probably did with your pot as well, Mel. Right now. If only Jeez. if only um, Mel's people were told to uh, help, you know, push forward yeah. the DU football show along with their pod. I mean, I mean, we did that for them because we did it for the middle class holes. Yep. We, we did, did it for, for the, the revenues because because revenues because we're, we're good people because we're good people. Yeah. And, and, and producer Mel, not a good person. It's OK. It's okay. We're not backs. Sam and myself both work in the wine and the spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So is the red-blooded Americans we are. We vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Sammy, what are we sipping on tonight? Something quite interesting, to be honest with you. Uh, this is Koval Dry Gin uh, and also Koval Cranberry Gin Liqueur. You've made a lovely cocktail, which I'm sure you'll describe here shortly. Uh, but these are distilled from organic grains uh, and handmade in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, the gin is 94 proof. There'd be 40 per, 47, 40%, 47% uh, alcohol by volume if you're counting at home. Uh, and will run you between $34.99 and $39.99 on the shelf, which we discussed as the kind of generic safe place for a craft gin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Koval Cranberry Liqueur is 60 proof, or 30% by volume. Uh, and this is a gin base, but a load of cranberries added to it, essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, it yep. is quite intense. Um, but we tried them by the, uh, by themselves on the... Um, I just blanked. That sound cool. check. That's... <laughs> That's great hosting right there. Apparently, you were, uh, what? Uh, I just couldn't. The whole, bottles kept clanking. I was like, why am I making so much noise? This is ridiculous. You're a whole 17 points better than me, apparently. What a, what a jackass. Uh, brilliant. Um, the job's done for me. I'm. This is like after Liverpool lifted the title. They lost seven straight. I don't give a fuck anymore. Her. The votes have been tallied, my friend. All right. Got to strengthen up the old back and carry this like I normally do. <laughs> Um, um one you didn't tell me, I'm sorry, how much the, uh, uh, the cranberry costs though. Right. It's, you know, about roughly 32 to 35. Okay. I gotcha. Know, a little bit lower proof. So a little less expensive. Uh, as you mentioned, they're both organic. They're also both kosher, but they're not just kosher. They are Passover kosher as well, which is very, very rare. I do not recommend getting fucked up while you're lighting your menorah though. <laughs> No. Well, you don't light your menorah during At, Passover. During Passover, no, I know, but you, it, the, some of the same kosher rules apply during Hanukkah. How insensitive now, you apparently best host dick. fucking, you What know? a dick. That's, that's not very best host A lot of, of the same kosher rules apply during Hanukkah. Yes. That do at Passover. So what there's you nothing dangerous that happens at Passover. So what you look for with uh, Passover is uh, it's a U. It's mm -hmm. like a little yeah, with U logo circle with a circle. Yeah. Yep. That's what you look for. And they are one of the few. There's a lot of people who do kosher. There are very few that do Passover uh, kosher. Uh, um, you know what is uh, Passover kosher <coughs> as well, actually, what? that you can get a U.S. exclusive is Glenfiddich 14-year-old Bourbon Barrel Reserve. Oh, very is cool. Is Passover kosher. Very, very cool. Yep. So the uh, cocktail that I made, I kind of wanted to do a spin of a Pims just because it was 
Lovely day today. A little chilly in the in the 60s here in uh, the D.C. area, but a lovely breeze and sunny and just gorgeous day. So I thought of a big pitcher drink. And what I did was is two parts of the regular gin to one part of the cranberry. I uh, made this in a big pitcher. Then I did the uh, polar dry orange, which is essentially, think of like an orangina minus the sugar, right? Okay. So yeah, yeah. orange flavor with a spritz. Yep. Then I also added some ginger beer to it to give it a little bit of a bite, right? Mm -hmm. Key thing, remember, whenever you're making batch cocktails or just cocktails in general, your mixers need to be cold. Yes. I, I can't state that enough. A cold mixer makes a better cocktail. It helps incorporate and mix the liquor into it as well, right? And then you can use less ice, which means less water down if it's sitting in a pitcher. Then I also added uh, a little bit of um, uh, Earl Grey bitters, a mm -hmm. little bit of grapefruit bitters to it as well. And uh, a little bit of grenadine because it needed a little bit of sweetening and a little bit of a, it kind of looked brownish. So I wanted to make it look a little more pinkish. So you got to remember, I mean, cocktails are also enjoyed visually as well. Yep, 100%. So give it a little bit of grenadine. That's where the little umbrella came from. Right. Give it a little bit of sweetness and bring it up and uh, squeeze a little lime in it. And I think it is fucking lovely. It is delightful. Do you know the old fable of how the term cocktail was started? No, I do not. Please tell Mix, uh, Mixing liquors in Britain in hundreds of years ago, uh, one particular uh, public house owner decided that they served chicken there. So they had all these chickens out back, and she, as she was making her drinks, would pull off the tail feathers of the cocks she had outside mm -hmm. and place them in the drink as a delightful garnish and that's how the cocktail was born no shit mm -hmm. love it it's a legend i don't know if it's true it's a better story than i am to dig for facts so <laughs> you know what only from a best host <laughs> only Listen, from a best you know host. what you gave me such a glowing review we're a team buddy mm. and i could <laughs> you know what i couldn't have done it without you <laughs> losing <laughs> But being better than you at the same time. Oh, oh, oh fuck, <laughs> fuck it off now. Now you want to thank me. <laughs> That's great. Uh, hey, S hey, Sammy, what else should we do? We should always remember to drink responsibly and, you know, remember those that prop you up and, you know, give you the platform to be able to do what you do. So thanks, Mel. <laughs> Fucking asshole. You're welcome, Graham. <laughs> Mute button. <laughs> The top and the bottom may have been decided, but there are still lots to play for with the European spots still up for grabs. Newcastle 4, Leicester 2, Chelsea 2, Man City 1, Everton 1, West Ham 0. Uh, the minute I give the Foxes any fucking credit at all, they fuck off. I've done it at the beginning of the season. I went, they're a good team. Then they fucked off. Then I said they are, they're fucking- They're back. Know, they're, and I'm like, ah, they're counterfeit. Then they come back. Then I say they're good again. Then they fuck right back off. Uh, I know how my betting goes. <laughs> uh, so this was unexpected, <laughs> obviously. Uh, it's almost like Newcastle pretty much guaranteed safety now. Right. So Steve Bruce just let the shackles off. Do whatever you want. Don't care. And turns out they played some decent football for a change. It was actually refreshing. Uh, and Joe Willick at the heart of it, which was awesome. And Al Marone getting involved. couple of brilliant balls. Uh, from Al Maron. It seemed very um, sorry, opportunistic from uh, from Newcastle. They found ways to wait for the one moment that Lester fucked off. Yeah. Goal. 
Absolutely. And it was like Lester did it four times, four fucking goals. The, I mean, 4-2 is not the scoreline. It was four fucking nothing. Nil at one point, yeah. At, at the 80th fucking minute. And <laughs> like, what was it? Iniacho's goal was right at the right at the death of normal yeah. time. It was yeah. like 89-45 or something was on the clock. First goal was at the 79th minute yeah. for, for it, it's Leicester. In, it's I mean, insane. This, was, this was Newcastle. Well, now, that being said, though, Dubravka, Dubravka made a few... Oh, yeah. A fair few saves. Hey, but Lester, Lester controlled the pace of play. Lester was taking the game to Newcastle. The problem was is that if they made any kind of mistake, and in two of those goals, they were flat out gaffes. Oh, yeah. Big from, time. from the Lester defense. I mean, huge. Now, I don't know. Fucking gaffes. The other thing is, is remember, Johnny Evans was injured in the warmups. Mm hmm. So. That I don't know if, for him, yeah. if that, you know, absolutely could uh, could have changed things, could have changed the way they decided to go after the game, uh, obviously changed the personnel. But Brendan Rodgers has that side pretty well drilled. I was actually quite surprised that they fucked it that hard. You know, it was um, bad. It was, it was, it was really bad, bad oh, for yeah. the Foxes. It was really bad. It was, you know, stepping on a rake and the handle coming up and hitting you in the face. Now, there are intelligent Newcastle supporters out there, and then there are... Alan. Mm, no. No. <laughs> and then there's Alan. No, Alan's <laughs> quite smart, because Alan, <laughs> Alan is not at all, com- not at all um, noticed this ruse that has just been pulled over their eyes. <laughs> yeah. This means fuck all. This is Brucey going, hey, look at me. He's pulling a big Sam. I want Sam. a new contract. It's, yeah. it's him pulling a big Sam going, hey, look at me. Look at what I can do. I'm the fucking shit. <laughs> I like. And Ashley is going to, and Mike Ashley is going to go, everything's fine. Why do Eight I need deal. to change? Eight you know deal like Alan Pardew. You know what? It's time It's time for me to sell uh, St. Max because, well, we can make a pretty penny off of that and not invest anything because, you know, the club is fine. Well, you know what? He might not do that, actually, because uh, I believe Newcastle <laughs> were just cleared in a three-year uh, investigation by HMRC uh, <laughs> and like tax evasion sort of situation over there. No. But they were just cleared by HMRC. So uh, Mike Ashley, no. So he wouldn't need to sell Maximone or, uh, you know, Maximone or Almiron because he doesn't have a fine to pay now. He still will. <laughs> or back taxes. He he likes a he likes a pound note. <laughs> He'll sell them. <laughs> loves a pound note. I that mean, man. come on, come on. St. Max can buy a lot of billboards for Dort Spirect. St. <laughs> <laughs> Maximum can buy unlimited fireplaces to throw up in. <laughs> oh, he can buy all the never ending pasta bowls. <laughs> Nine pound ninety five. You will never run out of pasta again, Mike Ashley, if you sell him. <laughs> Um, yeah, seriously, Newcastle supporters do not. Uh, it's a great win. Be happy. You've you've done this a few times at home to Leicester. You've over the past couple of years, you've gotten them. Well, they also at the end of the season have tended to do stuff. I mean, what was it? Six one or whatever against Tottenham. Yeah, the last yeah. day of the season or something a few years back. Yeah, for, uh, for no I think good they reason. They beat Chelsea uh, as well on the final day of the season a few years ago. So it, they just, they love doing this. They, they love coming alive when there's nothing to play for. When the pressure's off, they can do what they want. And Paul Dummett, first goal in five years. Yeah. Do you think Leicester can hold on to Champions League? It's going to be tough. Their run-in is not easy. No. I think they've got City. Yeah, them and Chelsea both have a hard go. Oh, yeah. I think they've got United and City, Leicester do. Um, I'm it's not gonna be sure. Rough. I'm not sure if the field can catch them. If there's anyone in the field that could catch them, it's probably Liverpool. But Liverpool has to beat United. If right. they don't beat United, they ain't getting there. Right. And West Ham's West Ham, not out of the conversation. They well, have an easy run in. Right. Now that they've 
after the the Everton match, which we'll get to in a moment, it's I think it's Southampton. No, it's it's Wolves, uh, Sheffield, and West Brom. Well, the other thing is now. As we come into, which we'll talk about in the next segment, relegation is now finished, right? Yeah. They have so those three clubs for. don't give a fuck that mm-hmm. are down there. And um, uh, West Ham have to play two of them. Here's where we now look at 10th place and down. And every single game, if they score the first goal, they'll have a go. If they get scored on first, they're going to fuck off. Yeah, pretty much. That, I mean, that is the rest of the the rest of the last four fixtures that everybody has, those bottom 10 teams are not going to care unless they score first. Pretty much. Um, uh, always lovely. Callum Wilson using the post to assist himself. <laughs> always lovely to see that. Uh, do you get fantasy points for the uh, self-assist? No. Thanks. I right now don't get any fantasy points for anything because he's on my bench. Well, you we know. have to see how they sub people in. You know, I, I would hate to think that you lose our fantasy league on simply that because you left him on the uh I left know. him on the That'll uh, bench. piss me the fuck off. And and hey, as a good friend, I won't remind you of it at all. I'm sure he won't. At all. Not sure not won't. one bit. The next tattoo is 181. Because I'm a good friend. <laughs> 181 a, to 163. I'm, I'm a good friend. Is getting tattooed on me next. <laughs> good. <laughs> well, I mean, you may, if you're, if you're going to get it done, if you get it done on the Wii Wii, you got to do it really nice and small. You understand that, right? So it looks like City you cannot. You can't take my material and use it against me. <laughs> you, That's not fair. It looks like City has to hold out for another week or unless uh, United lose in the next two matches. Yep. This was an interesting match those, because those title hopes that on that particular day were absolutely allegedly murdered <laughs> by Marcus Alonso. Yeah, yeah, allegedly heard. <laughs> um, it, it, not the set, not the first thing he's murdered in the Northeast. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> um, I, I gotta uh, say the fuck. the. The match it was all city early. I mean they they dominated the first half and shouldn't have though. Raheem Sterling should have been sent off. And yeah, there's there's absolutely an argument for it. I've seen players of mine get sent off for far far less than that. It looks a lot like the Vestergaard tackle on Jamie Vardy as well. Yeah. And Jamie uh, uh Vestergaard saw red straight up after VAR. Raheem Sterling completely fine. I don't understand it. I, I think that that's terribly, one of the, that's one of terrible. The, one of the things that VAR is starting to show is that there is a bias in calls. Oh, big time. And the number on the back of the jersey or the name on the back of the jersey absolutely or, matters. Or the patch on the chest or the reputation matters. It matters. I mean, we'll get to it later on. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to that later on with, with Villa and Manchester United. Y'all got to share that. Sorry. Oh, we have to share that. Okay. Very good. I already finished it. It's very good. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> we, we call that pulling a melt. <laughs> the, but, but also what's even worse is Manchester United has a chance to go up to nothing right at the end of the first half city. I mean, city. And yeah, I'm sorry. The, my, my, my fault. Silly sausage. That's silly, silly sausage. Well, why, Sergio Aguero. Like why? I mean, I, Pep, why is he the one taking the penalty? He hasn't been. The it's primary. a swan song. It's his goodbye. Right. To gift him a goal. Right. And then he decides to be cheeky. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And Edward Mendy stood right on the line and just went, well, oh, hey, thank first you. First laid down on the line. Yeah. Then stood up on the line and caught it with one hand. Um, <laughs> Pulled pulled like we like to uh, remember from the Geico commercial, a Dikembe and go, mm-hmm. no, 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 not in my house. No, no, no. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I mean, Mendy had to, he, 
went down on one knee for real. Got st- up. Got up. And, and then had it. to come forward and <laughs> grab it. Like, he would still be sitting there now if he didn't go get the ball. I mean, that game. Waiting for it to come down. It was pitiful. That game's over if it's 2-0. Oh, yeah, big time. The game's over if it's 2-0. I think he's trying to make it about himself because he had the very poor touch from the Gabby Jesus pass. And Raheem Sterling finished that first goal off. Right. Uh, and kind of took it off his foot. So I think this was, uh, I'm going to make it about me and do this in style. The problem is, so when you do it and it works, it looks great. And you make the keeper look like a jackass and it's a lot of fun and everybody can have a laugh about it. It's a lot of banter, blah, blah, blah. When it doesn't come off, you look like a right tit. <laughs> uh, Lookman earlier in the <laughs> yeah. year. Tried to go right down the middle and just flubbed it and looked like an asshole when it happened. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's a stupid <clears throat> decision. You're giving you're giving a free goal, and I'm sure he has some sort of goal bonus in his contract. Oh yeah, so you just fuck twenty five thousand pound off or whatever oh, yeah. whatever his oh, goal bonus is. Like just smash your foot through and buy your wife a nice uh, you know. Whatever it is she likes. <laughs> nice coat. I couldn't think of anything. Nice. Uh, some some pretty jewelry. Well, like, it's, it's snowed, something. Yeah, you know what? No, a coat. It snowed in Manchester over the weekend as well. <laughs> yeah, no so, shit it did. <laughs> Buy her but, a coat. Um, so you have that. Second half, Tuchel completely readjusts things and boom. Chelsea came to play in the second half. They looked fantastic. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the way they played in the second half makes you now wonder, oh, well, you knocked them out of the FA Cup. You prevented them from, you know, winning in the league again. Might fucking beat them for their Champions League final. It's it's entirely possible. I think part of it is a very weird lineup Pep put out. Yeah. I think he's trying to not show his hand. Uh, obviously, what he might be thinking for the oh, Champions for League the, final. Absolutely the um, case. I also want to know there has to be some nerd somewhere. And if somebody can look this up for us or or help out, I would really appreciate it. I would like to know how many times, what is the record for a player being called off sides in the Premier League is for a single season? Mm. And I want to know what Timo Werner is on right now <laughs> because it is fucking ridiculous. Uh, three times, I think it was, that yeah. he just the lack of urgency to be involved in the play that he could have got on. If that was Jamie Vardy, he'd have had a hat trick. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. The amount of times that man is called offside. Zayek's goal was fucking gorgeous. Gorgeous. Oh. It was only beaten out for me by one. Oh, what a hit by one goal this, this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Williams free kick. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Bertrand Traore's goal. Oh, was yeah. the only one for me yeah. that that yeah, beat that out that beat out ZX. Yeah, uh, that was fantastic. Yeah, and then it all kind of goes wonky. There's <laughs> a couple of fouls in a row from Zuma yep. inside the box. The second one, where he literally is standing over top of Sterling, who one could debate should Should've not been have been there. on the pitch, stands over top of him, kicks him in the back of the leg, puts both of his hands on his back, and pushes him to the ground. VAR reviews finds no penalty. Yeah. <laughs> how how is that not a penalty? How is that not called? I mean, I I thought Pep's post game was fucking brilliant. The you just every time they asked me he goes it was a penalty. Like, well, what do you think about that? It was a penalty. Well, what do you think of it was a penalty. <laughs> that was the only words he said right. over and over. Just 
it was a penalty. <laughs> Very simple. And, and, and honestly, it fucking was. Yeah, it, it, it was, definitely was. It, it but it was just like it was, was a red card as well. And and you wonder if that has some of the, pl- you know, we, we like to think that refs don't do that. But makeup calls. Yeah. Sterling yeah, doesn't well get been. sent off. He's the one that opens the scoring. Yeah, could have very well been. And then later on, well, he really shouldn't be here. Huh. And I know well, I fucked up. I mean, so maybe I'll just, you know. Arguably, Zuma got him twice. Well, yeah, no, that's fair. there was the one fair. before as well. And, and when you know it, no penalty called. Next thing you know, Alonzo on the other time. On, on the, the other, other side, side, yeah. Slaying it. <laughs> slaying it. <laughs> Quote, unquote. Allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, there is a funny uh, fable as well, not proven, of Thomas Tuchel while he was in charge of Dortmund and Pep while he was in charge of Bayern Munich uh, having dinner together. Okay. In a very posh restaurant in Munich, I think. It was in, I think it was in Munich. Had uh, dinner at this very posh restaurant basically going around to all of the tables and asking to borrow everyone's salt and pepper shakers. Mm -hmm. And one of them was salt. The other one was pepper and they fucking debated tactics (laughs) on their table. Nobody brought a fucking chalkboard. (laughs) Love it. And I know if I was in that restaurant and they asked for my salt and pepper, I'd be like, here you go. Can, Take it. Yeah. Can, can I, I watch? I yeah. just want to stand over your shoulder and watch. That's all. I, yeah. I won't say a fucking word. Just want to watch. It's like the football <laughs> version of the Queen's Gambit. Yeah. No <laughs> shit. shit. Watch these two nerds do their thing. <laughs> all right. So the final game, uh, West Ham, I called it during injury time, by the way, Sam, I told you uh, just from experience as a Everton supporter, and 10 years of uh, David, uh, I'm sorry, David, David. David Moiseola. I know when there's an opportunity to fuck it off, you're going to fuck it off. <laughs> Guess what West Ham did this weekend? They did. They fucked it off. Hey, uh, you all were very frustrating, played fantastic defensively, which is not something we can always say about y'all. Yeah. It's not the first thing that leaps to mind. We, we however, did well in December, but then we fell apart in defensively. Right. Yeah. Well, however, I, Tim Howard brought this stat up afterwards, and that was that this was your fifth clean sheet in six away games. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of under the radar. You've also had Tuna losses to Fulham and Newcastle in there. So it just doesn't spring to mind that you're right. an excellent defensive team. You know Bo- what I mean? Both of those were at home. Apparently at home, we can't do shit. But I was talking to Mark about a lot, was a lot of away teams without fans this season. A lot of away teams have won games you didn't oh, yeah. think they were going to win. Oh, absolutely. Um, but <laughs> I was talking to Mark about it. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he said, so he was like, are you watching this Everton game? And I said, yeah, without James, they're one of the most boring teams in a fucking country. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, and he said, you hit the nail on the head, mate. But but you know what that boring team did to Mark's team? Beat him. Beat him twice. <laughs> knocked him out of the <laughs> FA Cup and got their manager fired. <laughs> and soon we'll be ahead of them in the fucking table playing in Europe. And they won't be, you know, well, you got to watch out for us. Now <laughs> we're on the march. No, um, <laughs> mid table problems, brother. You got <laughs> mid table problems. Now, the interesting thing about this match is I'm going to say it was the exact opposite of the January match that they played against each other. This one, West Brom could control. I mean, I'm sorry, West Ham controlled um, the possession in January. Everton controlled the possession in um Back in January, it was a very physical game that West Ham got away with calls. This was a very physical game that Everton got away with calls. And it was just kind of one kind of throwaway goal where you just go, fuck. 
That was a decent like, finish. Yeah. But you have to, you, like, it's hard. because You saw the frustration. I mean, look at Suchek and Lingard getting their yellows. Lingard yeah. was for descent. Suchek's was for a, a pretty cynical foul. Yeah. But it, you could just see the frustration. Like, we're putting everything into this, and there's just no fucking way through. Yeah. And they were getting really, really frustrated. Which is exactly how it was right. the Absolutely. other way around yeah, yeah, yeah. in January, where no, it was I, Everton dominated, but just... West Ham fucking frustrated. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, that's a that's a pretty fair assessment. Yeah, I mean, a, exactly. At, you, know, you know what that assessment's worth? What? 163 votes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, anywho, the this is this is exactly how these te- two teams should have finished out the year. Right. One nothing wins against each other in each other's buildings. Done. I mean, done and dusted. Yeah. Now, West Ham should not be too disconcerned because the rest of the way, the last three are all very winnable games. I think so, it's Brighton. No, no, it's uh, I believe it's Wolves, it's Sheffield and it's West Brom is who I believe it is. Okay, I thought they yeah. had Brighton for it some reason. It might be bright it might be Brighton instead of Wolves, but yeah. I know Sheffield and West Brom are in there and it's just it's three teams bottom of the table. Like go get them. These are games you should win. Yep. Um <clears throat> Hopefully secure me a fantasy championship. Same thing applies for uh, Everton as well. They've got lots of opportunities here. I think they will fall short of Champions League because they just don't have the goal differential and they need Chelsea and Leicester to lose, which I don't think will necessarily happen. Don't they also play each other though too? So somebody's going to get points from that, if not yes. both of them get yes. a point from that. Right. So that's always difficult as so, well. But Everton's schedule the rest of the way is pretty easy, even, even right. with, quote, City in that, but... City will have already won the championship by then. Yeah. And City will be worrying about the Champions League at that point. Correct. So, you know, it's neither team should be too terribly concerned. There's there's definitely both of them have the opportunity to still advance. Agreed. That right there is award-winning commentary. <laughs> the club's being relegated has been decided as two clubs had one last chance. And both failed. Arsenal <laughs> three, West Brom one, Burnley two, Fulham nil. Big Sam is finally relegated, except for the time he that he has been relegated, <laughs> except for the time that he's coached teams and gotten fired that eventually got relegated. Newcastle. <sighs> uh, it was lovely to play a part in it. I'll tell yeah. you that. We will be remembered forever as the person that toppled Big Sam. <laughs> it, it, Much like in this year's 2021 Maryland podcast voting, I was the one that toppled Big Sam. Yeah. <laughs> well, well said. Well, well said. He, the, the, the worst part is, is Allardyce doesn't deserve all the credit that he fucking gets. I don't think so either. There's been times where he has legitimately saved seasons for teams. But like, look at the time that he came to Everton. Yes, Everton was sitting in 17th place when it happened. The team was too good. They just needed to be organized. They needed they to be stopped, organized. And they, they had stopped listening to 80, Koeman. 82 like, number you, 10s. Right. You could have hired any other person than Sam Allardyce. You could have just gone ahead and let um, Unsworth continue to coach the team. And they would have been fine. They would have been safe. So We could have coached them to safety. Right. Like, yes. Yes, we could have. And, and he always gets this credit for being the savior. And... I, I can't help but say it. He was absolutely the wrong hire for this team at that time. He was mm-hmm. the worst hire because just, he was the exact opposite of what their team was. At the end of the day, though, he does do it right. 
Right. He, he has the reputation for doing it, and it just Except shows. Except for when he doesn't. It just shows how bad West Brom were. The problem is, is, is when he starts a job and tries to get expansive and get away from what he does best, those teams falter. He inevitably gets fired. Right. It's when the teams are already shit and he comes in and organizes them, they inevitably, inevitably stay up. Right. This team's just that bad. Yeah. They're just that piss poor. And I don't see the way they went out with a whimper. I mean, for, William scored for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. William yeah. scored. Yeah. 37 appearances. That was the 37th appearance of the season Finals. in all competitions. One goal. Hey, remember when he got signed, he was there to make sure your team made Champions League ball. <laughs> Not even making the Europa <laughs> Conference <laughs> at this point. Jesus Christ. Mid-table um, problems, buddy. Wel- welcome to my world. Mixed everything up a bit as well with uh, like uh, Martinelli coming in and a couple yeah. others, uh, younger players, which was which was nice to see. Uh, El Nenny getting a run in the team, which I like to see. He's, he's been quality for us since uh, coming back on loan from Turkey. Smith Rowe with a goal. That was Smith Rowe nice. with a goal, uh, assisted by Saka. Yeah, yeah, it was it was excellent. I just, you know, good performance. Does it ease the pain from, you know, probably not? <laughs> we're not mathematically out of it again. We're, we were right. like Fulham in this sense and kind of holding out hope. But um, it, it, we're 99% confirmed not going to have European football next season. Well, it, midweek when you lose to Chelsea, it'll be over. It'll be done. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, the, some of those other teams, Tottenham especially, I think, uh, have pretty difficult run-ins. And, and, you know, if we went on a little bit of a run, we might be able mm-hmm. to, to sneak in. But pro- it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. West Ham, Everton, and Liverpool all have very easy run-ins. Yeah. And they're all... At least five points ahead of you. That's what I'm saying. Like, it just, it's not going to happen. It doesn't look good. Um, so yeah. first time since I've started supporting the club that they've not had European football. It's and feel weird, isn't it? Very. You would hope that at minimum we are, you know, very close runners up next season mm-hmm. as we'll have a lot of rest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's no fucking excuse to not perform on the weekend. Right. I- exactly. So... If they find themselves faltering around November time, sixth, seventh place, I think you might see Arteta go. Do you think Arteta makes it through the season? This season? Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Do. All right. They they've already publicly backed him, and it wasn't the dreaded vote of confidence either. Good. <laughs> it Good. was uh, you know, we believe in what he's doing. Now he did say some reporter asked him if he had a sizable war chest in the summer, to which he nodded in the affirmative. Um what sizable means, who knows? I mean, according to Mike Ashley, a 15-pound lasagna is it's sizable Sizable versus the 9.95. Have you seen all the square you footage of a, of a 15.99 lasagna? Like, I mean, it's pretty fucking huge there, man. Yeah, so, Get some damage done. That's, I mean, that's a couple of Stover's full sheets, you know? So a- Ashley could fuck some shit up That's with what I'm that. saying. So <laughs> that term, sizable, is all relative. Right. You know? <clears throat> so um, we'll we'll see. It, it's annoying, and I don't like the state that we're in. I'm glad we could be a part of it, and we'll always be mentioned every time his his one Premier League relegation gets brought up. It's n- little consolation. It, it it just pissed me off more, you know. All right, more so, than it did help. So let's talk more about the segment where we're supposed to be talking about, which is the two teams that are being relegated. Fulham not couldn't score league. a goal. No, no, no. I wanted to ask Still you a question a about about. Uh, the Albion. Oh. What does this mean for them? 
I, the owners want to sell. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be difficult. They have a few loan players. Um, so they may have some sort of some squad rebuilding they have to do anyway. But if the owners aren't interested, are they going to pour money into bringing players in to play next season in the championship? Probably not. Right. So and Pereira is gone. Yeah, he'll he'll end up at a uh, five Arsenal defenders backed off him for thirty fucking yards. Uh huh. <laughs> Went right through him. <laughs> what a jackass group of fucking cocks. <laughs> 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 You take him. No, you take him. No, you take him. No, you take him. No, you take him. Shit, it's a goal. I An wish idiot. we could title this show that. What a useless bunch of cuts. That's what he, that, if, if we could title our show that, that's exactly what the title would be, Mr. Graham. I mean, just do what what's his name did in the uh, Brighton game and rugby tackle him. Fuck it. <laughs> what's the difference? You know what I mean? Who gives a shit? What are you letting that happen for? Yeah. That's pitiful. Yeah, Pereira, but, so the, Pereira will be playing in the Premier League next year. I, I would tend to agree with you. Yeah. The, the question is, the, the only thing that wouldn't, because I think he does have a couple of years on his contract, the one thing that would stop that from happening is if um, if West Brom are trying to command too much of a fee for him. Right. Um, and they could create their own toxic uh, situation with that player. <laughs> right, which because, has happened before yeah, 100%, plenty of times in the championship. 100%. And if they're not interested in rebuilding the squad at all, and they want to sell and all this kind of stuff, um. West Brom could find themselves in a lot of trouble next season. Oh, absolutely. they've they've offloaded a few players that performed well for them uh, when Sam came in in the January transfer window, mm-hmm. uh, like Kieran Gibbs and a, a few other people that they that they offloaded that now they're going to need to replace in some capacity. Absolutely, uh, because they brought in loanees, you know, and Ma- all those loanees are going are right going back to their, back to their clubs. clubs. Yep. Maitland Niles yep. to back to Arsenal, you know, uh, number one uh, Gallagher. It was it's it's a, Chelsea. a Chelsea guy. Yep. Yeah. Now, moving on to the other match, what I think we all overlooked today with this match is that this wasn't just a survival match for Fulham. This was a survival match for Burnley. This guaranteed their place. Yeah. Win and it's over. You're safe. It doesn't matter. And I, I think we all kind of overlooked that because we were all focusing so much on Fulham, 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 trying to stay up, trying to stay alive, and forgot, oh, yeah, by the way, the other 11 on the other side of the field know they're Need safe this if also, they win. Yeah. And Absolutely. wow, did they come out and play that way. 100%. And, and Fulham, again, you know, had good football down the pitch. They put themselves in good positions, but they have nobody that can consistently finish. And when you bring somebody up from League One Sunderland to be your main man... We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Got a couple goals on his debut and good on him. But they then said, that's the guy. You know, we got it. Well, today and they, you've got, you have a better chance with Mitro. Well, yes, today, you have to play in a different way. Well, today they went with Mitro. But you have a better yeah. chance with Mitro to score goals. Yeah, but it didn't even seem like they were playing a very good formation to help Mitro. Like they did just, they were playing down the wings and they just, it's, he can't play that type of football, no, it, which is just, part of the problem. He's a very, in a very specific way that that man can fit in a team. And it, when that happens, he's good. Um, when it doesn't happen, you're fucked. And they just, they, they can't score goals. So I ask you the next question, the exact same question I asked you about West Brom. What does the future hold for Fulham? <sighs> I think they're in a better spot than West Brom are. Very much agree with that. I also think their management situation is a lot more stable because Big Sam could fuck right off if he wants yeah. to. Now, the last time he was relegated, uh, while he was still in the job, 
was with Knotts County from the second tier to the third tier or third tier to fourth tier. I forget. It was in mm-hmm. 1997, I think. And um, 96 or 97. It was something like that. Um, he stayed and brought them straight back up. Will he have a point to prove and do that this time? I don't know. Yeah. Will he care? You know, it's, he was not as young as he used to be. Yeah. Obviously, no one is. That's how time works. So, Scott Parker, though, just starting out really in management over the last yeah. two seasons. I think he's much more stable. I think he has fresher ideas. I think Fulham and Shahid Khan, especially their owner, are very excited about him and excited about their future under him. And you saw he sorted their defense out. Yeah. I mean, halfway through the season, they became a, a pretty decent defensive team. The problem is they can't score goals. And that's always going to be an issue because, it, you know, your defense, yes, you're there to get clean sheets, but inevitably somebody's going to score, right? So you have to be able to counteract that with your own goals, and they just can't. So they end up losing a lot of one nils and 2 nils because the dam eventually cracks, right? Yeah. And they can't they can't score to, to come out the other side of it. I think you're also looking with, uh, with, with Scotty, I think you see someone that is, he's sold into wanting to be, uh, you know, involved in the game of football as a manager. He's not just a wealthy player that thought, oh yeah, I'll have a go. Like he seems to be very involved and wants to continue. And he also seems to be very invested into Fulham as a football club. Yep. I think he's, I I could be wrong about this, but I think he supported them as a boy. I know he retired with them. He is refreshingly honest as, as a, as a manager. And he's, I mean, he's, let's face it, pretty easy to look at. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know who else was honest, very honest, refreshingly honest uh, in her post? is I, I believe her name is Emma Hayes, the Chelsea manager for the uh, Chelsea women, mm-hmm. and who just won the second of the four trophies that they are still involved in. Wow. Uh, this past weekend. So all credit to them. They are on to replicate uh, Arsenal's quadruple. Very um, cool. But she, she said... Uh, something about like if you what what are you gonna do if this there's some doubt over a game coming up uh, whether or not it's going to happen, um, and then also they're playing a very good team I think it's uh, Everton in the round of sixteen of the Women's FA Cup and they say so what are you gonna do if the game doesn't happen or if or if you lose or whatever what are you gonna do she goes well pubs are opening up aren't they <laughs> I'm probably just go down to a pub. Running out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Leeds 3, Spurs 1, Palace 2, Sheffield 0, Liverpool 2, Southampton 0, Wolves 2, Brighton 1, Man U 3, Villa 1. Now, I'll be honest, we could have thrown a few of these games along with the European hopes up into the first segment, but I didn't want five games in the first fucking segment. Right. Um, And one of them, right off the jump, Leeds and Spurs, Spurs are really trying to piss away their chance at Europe, aren't Absolutely they? Absolutely they are. And, I mean, the only takeaway from this game was the very, very clear offsides that would have made it 2-2. Two to two. <laughs> yeah. It was just, yeah. I don't know what everybody's so up in arms about. It was <laughs> obviously off, offsides. <laughs> if people can be off by an armpit hair, Kane can be off by a fucking toe. <laughs> toe nail. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> not even the toe and uh, leads I'm, I'm, sure, in this I'm game. sure your boy Mark was very reasonable about that call as well. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> the, uh, you know what I found funny is that's also Spurs's field, mm-hmm. even though they were playing in Leeds. Yeah. Because it's famously field. Leeds bought Spurs's old pitch. Yep. And installed it at Ellen road. 
and it just went back to being Spursy. I was going to say, there's a great history of Spurs <laughs> losing on that pitch. <laughs> uh, that was brilliant. People were slipping and sliding all over the place, too. It was fantastic. <sighs> fantastic. A couple of good goals, though. Oh, some great goals. Um, the leads we 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 talked about this when we did injury time that we did not suspect that lead there's there's lots of teams that will push off the rest of the season hey we're safe who cares a marcelo bielsa managed side will not be allowed to do that because they did it the week prior and they lost yeah bielsa is not going to allow that you have to imagine if you see leads on your schedule in the last four games you're like Fuck, we have to play them? Yeah. Like, I really, like, man, I just want the week off. I don't want to have to fucking play this one. Yep. But, yeah, no, no. They are, they're the one team that's going to stay hyper-focused through the last four games of the season. Yes, I would tend to agree with you there uh, because Bielsa is insane. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't, he won't allow people to let up. Nope. Uh, nice for the posh twat to get another goal. Patrick Bamford. Yep. Uh, does not have the hunger of poor people, obviously, <laughs> when he finally made it. Uh, Meslier was fucking phenomenal. Had a great game. It was excellent. When Spurs were on top for that about 15 minute stint, he saved three or four that were just fantastic, fantastic saves. Uh, one, the Serge Aurier goal in particular, mm-hmm. uh, or well, save was was awesome because he had already started going to the right and then jumped back left uh, and and palmed it out was was lovely. Uh, I like that Hugo Lloris had to make an uh, a save from what would have been a, a spectacular own goal from Serge uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Reguillon, yeah, uh, Sergio Reguillon. And uh, <laughs> instead, it just fell to um, whoever it was that put it away. I can't yeah. remember now. Off the top of my head, but it was brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. I, again, I do you think Spurs are going to make Europe? Or do you think they're going to be part of that brand new European competition? <laughs> <laughs> be very fitting if they went to that competition and won it. Like, let it be like the most nobody gives a fuck trophy ever. Oh, you're talking about the con- you wait for conference or whatever. Yeah. I thought you were talking great. about the Super League. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I thought you were talking about the Super Golf League, too. Well, we <laughs> know Gareth be, will win that one. They won't be playing midweek very much, I don't think. No. <laughs> That's funny as hell. Mo- moving on to uh, Palace, um, Sheffield. Palace happy, score- happy Mother's Day, Jan. Yeah. Move on. Pa- Palace, score, <laughs> Palace score early, and then it was the Eze show. Kind of. Both, both goals took wicked, wicked deflections, mm-hmm. and neither were really deserved. It was kind of a nothing result that Palace came out on top of well, somehow. Um, <laughs> I, the, the overall game for, for me, I would, I, I, I've mentioned this once already, but I think Eze is one of the top five signings of the season. I'd agree for with that. a club. Like yeah. it's, is he scoring 20 goals? No, but does his impact completely change what that team is? Or yeah. it gives them one more weapon. Yeah. From the only one that they had, which was Wilfred Zaha. Liverpool and Southampton. Reds own possession, but they still really weren't that convincing. At all. Uh, Southampton had a ton of opportunities. I think they were uh, just one shot on goal less than uh, than Liverpool in this game, Southampton. Uh, so they, they had their chances. Allison was positionally where he's kind of faltered this season a bit. Mm-hmm. Allison was was on point and made a couple of good saves and put himself in a position to, to be there to make the routine ones. Um, no problem. 
So Mane, uh, first goal for a long while. Uh, and then the other one was from Tiago, who I don't think has scored for the club no, yet. No, first goal. Uh, and it was a good little finish. Now, you it was quite he obvious, has, quite telegraphed what he was going to do. One goal and 55 thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that going for him, right? Lots of thumbs up. Big time. All the time. That's all he does. They, they're in the hunt for everything, but unless they beat United, I'm not convinced. Me either. I, I, I would agree with that. Because they're not winning convincingly at all. I'm not even convinced they're Europa. Like, I, I think they may be seventh and get Europa by default. I would not be surprised if Everton jumped them. And I wouldn't be surprised if West Ham hold them off. Now, I, I think even it'll paper over the cracks if they uh, uh, get into fourth spot and make the Champions League uh, qualifying round. Right. But... This season for me can only be deemed as a failure. Yeah, oh god, yeah. Uh, for Liverpool, but mm, the, the, there's a lot of pundits that I listen to that are are saying, you know, oh, if they make that Champions League spot, everything's fine. But look at their point totals, and it's all down to Virgil Van Dyke. Come yeah. on, it can't be that. It can't be just that. Come it on, can't be. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They're they're misfiring on every turn, and it's it's not pretty. Yeah. Um. So, Wolves, Dunk scores early. For Brighton, a great, a brilliant header. I mean, a gorgeous header. Oh, it was great. And but then the stupid-ass fucking decision that was. The guy, he's, Sylvia's by you. Don't, don't grab him. Like, he grabbed him by the arm and pulled him back and then acts shocked that there's going to be, that there's a red card for being the last defender. I mean, it was just well, no, it was me. a second yellow for the cynical foul. Oh, okay. Yeah, just, but it was it's stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. There's no other, like, you're, you're in the lead. So all it would do is peg you back to regular. Right. So like, just fucking deal with it. it well, you fucked why? up. Yeah, but it's dumb. I, yeah. I, I can't explain it. There people make stupid decisions all the time that I don't agree with. And then Brighton does exactly what they normally do, which is give away a fucking lead. 100%. It's just a first goal ever and a first goal for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> just did not make sense to me. And it's, I mean, both teams are safe and this is how it's going to be. Like I said, the rest of the season... When it's teams that have nothing to play for, if they score first, they'll probably hold on and win. Yep. Well, they're obviously also, this is the one we talked about that should have been a penalty. And the guy oh, that, scored, yeah. that scored the winner, one missed a sitter just before that, a few minutes prior to that. But he was the one that tried, that that not tried, he succeeded in rugby tackling uh, Dan Byrne. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting that... the. The way they want to call they want to call games is they never pay attention to actual real legit fouls like say aka corner kicks where every single corner kick someone wraps their arms around a player and holds them to the ground. And in this case with the Dan Byrne one, it's done right in front of the referee. And then it's reviewed by VAR. And apparently they didn't see it. Like how how did you not see a guy looking forward, not even looking where the ball is being kicked, wrap his arms around someone and hold him until he falls down. Like it was it, it just terrible, terrible. I guarantee you this is the first Malort selfie with duck face. <laughs> <laughs> until you made her laugh and not do duck and then face. Then it didn't happen. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. Man, Man U and Villa, you called it uh, the best goal of the weekend. Bertrand Traore. That was fantastic. Gorgeous. Jesus, what a oh, goal. And yeah, it was. I forgot, wait, real quick, 
Neil yeah. Mope saw red after the final whistle. Oh, he so did. He's I didn't now know suspended that. for two games. That's his second red card this season. Really? Yeah, it was for dissent. He was having a right go with the referee after the final whistle. And you saw him at, at uh, midfield give him a, um, a straight red. All less pay. Yep. No, if he wasn't such a crybaby about not making so much money, <laughs> like, like Enduzi said, it'd be fine. There we go. Um, Triori apparently fucks. Makes a scores a brilliant fucking goal. He had no business taking a shot from there. (laughs) He had no business doing that. And a shout out to McGinn for setting him up for success. There we go. (laughs) No, he was on the bench. McGinn? Success. Oh. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I walked right into that. (laughs) You did. Um, Bertrand Triori, that was was fantastic. I mean, the the audacity to even try that was gorgeous. You know, but stand up and be counted, son. It was fantastic. Um, and then here's something that's kind of interesting. Uh, hate to admit it, but is Ole starting to channel old man you? Because how many comebacks have they had in the second half where I don't know what the team talk is, but apparently he just looks at him and goes, I played for Alex Ferguson. <laughs> this is what we do now. Yeah. And apparently they go, I mean, how many times this season have they done this? A lot. Uh, come from behind. I, they a just lot. do it. I mean, yep. uh, well, I mean, it helps when Douglas Louise tries to butt rape. Horrible, horrible, <laughs> f- horrible foul. What is terrible. But why I would mean, you make that challenge? He bumps him once, gets away with it. He goes, no, not good enough. Let me do it one more time. It was ridiculous. <laughs> What is the point of that? He's facing away from goal. <laughs> like, You've done your job. Like, let him just, just stand there. It's Pogba. Trust me. He'll fuck it off. He's it's not so going to tr- He's not going to turn around and magically score a goal like uh, Greenwood did. Like, yeah. like he's not going to do that. It's so stupid. Why would you? Why make that challenge? Makes absolutely no sense. And the only thing that happened this day that was more ridiculous than that protest that he put on for the referee after he called the penalty mm-hmm. was Manchester United shirts. Oh, I those, fucking hate the those zebra shirts. It gave me, it, I felt like I was going to have a seizure oh, the watching worst. them run around. They're absolutely pitiful. Um, and, and Mason Greenwood just, you know, gorgeous goal, zero back lift, just yeah. gets his shots away as, as, as fast as, as you like. Mm-hmm. And it, it catches everyone off guard. At some point they're going to realize that he's going to, they're going to need to be better. He's going to need to improve, but he's young enough. He'd like to think that he can. And then Cavani does what Cavani fucking does. Brilliant run. It just fantastic header. They've, they've already signed him for next year. Smart signing. They had an smart well, signing. They had an option, so they're just exercising their option. Smart, because smart, even if he's on the bench for you, he doesn't care. His job, Cavani goes, eh, I score goals. Well, I, oh, he, you need me to come on in five minutes and score a goal? Yeah, sure. He, I got you. He also do it. is in very famous ranks of shirtless horse riders. Oh, yeah. He loves uh, getting up on the old steed without a shirt on. Well, he's got the long flowing locks, too. Uh-huh. I think I might like to see a picture. Might well, like to see a picture of that. It's a lot prettier than Vladimir Putin. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, not that they run in the same circles, but they do enjoy the same activities. <laughs> and uh, uh, Cavani also likes to do archery, hence his celebration. Um, but Michael Owen and Sir Alex Ferguson own a couple of racehorses <laughs> together. Really? Yeah. So I wonder if Cavani's getting involved. I want. I'd Cavani like to know that shirtless. Riding the horse, horse that they sh- own. Shooting, yes. Shooting the bow. <laughs> yes, definitely. We need at, that in our life. At uh, Cheltenham. Isn't that the big race? Yeah. Yes. In England? Yeah. I'd like that at Cheltenham. Him to be the jockey shirtless with a bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Love and it. Dye his locks red like Brave. Got it. L- like Merida. <laughs> 
Hey, Mel, you've been really silent here when you, you know, lost this week. How you doing over there? Well, you know, uh, Traore definitely fucks and Ollie Watkins fucked around. But I really, I, I don't blame that second yellow on Ollie Watkins. I, I blame it on Jack Grealish for not teaching him better. So up the villa. <laughs> As she throws back her shot on Malort very quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Sam, I, I credit the referee for the courage to finally hand out a yellow for um for, for diving in the box, you know, because that's that's something they do all the time, you know. Yeah. Cause cause if that was Kane, would that have been a yellow? No. If that was Son, would that have been a yellow? No. If that was Mane, would that have been a yellow? No. If that was Salah, would that have been a yellow? Probably not. If that was Bruno Fernandez, would that have been a yellow? Oh, no. If that was Paul Pogba, would that have been a yellow? Yes. Okay, just because you want to fuck <laughs> off. But I, I just... It's Pogba, and he's kind of hapless sometimes it when just, it comes to refereeing. It's just decisions. very, very interesting that, that finally... I mean, I would dare say inside the box, that's probably the first yellow handed out. This season? For, for simulation. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that And there's been plenty of times where they have looked at penalties and gone, not a penalty... And then not given a yellow card for simulation. Right. So, hey, you know what? Good job on you, referees and PGMOL. Great, great fucking job. You finally handed out a yellow card for simulation. How about you do it all the fucking time? A lot like you're betting, Sam. One for 36 this season. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's documented in Vegas that referees hand out yellow cards 2.1% of the time and it 100% of the time it works 2% of the time or whatever it is, the fuck that no, you they say. Only, they only hand out <laughs> yellow cards when Ollie Watkins is getting ready to pull a hat trick on uh, Manchester. It's it's 8 of 37. Thank you very much. All right. Cute. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. The little that we know, kind of like Ollie Watkins getting a red card for diving right in front of Gareth Southgate. Yeah, exactly. Three games before the Euros start. Um, Idiot. A normal a normal thing we say every week, we all missed the chicken hit. <laughs> yeah. Chicken knows what it's doing. We don't. It's a running theme. Um, you're slowly climbing to Mount 2000, Sammy. Here you're about to do it again. It's all gonna go away this just, week, just like last year. What do you got this week? That's gonna make uh, it all better. So for my Dort Spirect Cup of Louver, losers, louvers, uh, louvers, <laughs> uh, I have cue the grumbling to myself uh, and walking around staring at the ground <laughs> because it. it was Marcelo Bielsa yes, that I, fucked me this week. Yes, it was uh, absolutely at the first time of asking. All right, so uh, what's so your bet? This week, I have a bit of a wild ride. I have a game a day. Yeah, because that works out well. I have a game a day. Are we doing like Tuesday to Sunday? Uh-huh. Oh. I have a game a day. Woo-hoo. A six-way parlay, ladies and gents. I've got Southampton to beat Crystal Palace on Tuesday, Chelsea to beat my beloved Arsenal on Wednesday, Liverpool to beat United on Thursday, City to beat Newcastle on Friday, Leeds to beat Burnley on Saturday and Villa to beat Palace on <coughs> Sunday. Oh, I don't think I realized that Villa and Palace is playing this week. Yeah. We're going to have to have a mother-daughter game watch, aren't we? At 7 o'clock in the morning, and I'll stay in bed. Have fun with that. <laughs> you got to get up and make Bloody Marys. Mm-hmm. But the lovely, lovely bookies at us.888sport.com, where we get our odds for now, uh, gave me plus Five, four, five, five for that wow. six-way parlay. So I think I'll be a little closer to just over 3,000 to the good 
at the end of this six-day marathon. Uh-huh. I don't think that's going to be the case. <laughs> You'll fuck it off somewhere. <laughs> Just thank God you didn't pick my team and all of that. Thank God. I started to, and I didn't want you to be mad at me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So well, I picked Mel's instead. Well let's, go, <laughs> well, let's go to our boy. And now... It's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. If there is a running theme in Pat's mm-hmm. bets, it is that Chelsea fucks him. <laughs> yeah, whether again, I, Chelsea fucked you. Yeah, whether I, I pick them or I pick against them, yeah, they always seem to, to fuck me. Well, I mean, also, uh, the, they, I mean, Manchester City should have been up 2 nothing going in that. To halftime, but they fucked away a penalty shot. You know. Yep, we, so we talked I, I think specifically it about st- that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. No, but, no, uh, no. Well said, Pat. That's a good thing. Stop, stop being down on yourself, brother. We're we're, we're supporting <laughs> you. We're saying, hey, we're talking about the same thing. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Well, I kind of heard uh, Sam's uh, um, uh, six-way parlay, and I don't know how deep it went or how early it started. But the first part of what I heard was him picking against Manchester United. So he's fucked right there. So I'm taking Manchester United over Liverpool in that Thursday game. Because I originally bet it, you know, and it got postponed. So uh, the odds are actually better for Manchester United uh, this week. It's they plus are. 200. I originally yep. took it at plus 150. <clears throat> cool. We'll take so it. I'm you, can go ahead and you, know, you know it's really going to suck? What? Now that both of us what? better, we picked opposite results. Mm-hmm. Draw. Draw. It's gonna, Draw. It's gonna tie. Yeah, they're gonna tie one one, and both of us are gonna be out on the fucking porch. A really boring one one that nobody we, yeah. feels satisfied with either. We have an empty can of beans begging for change <laughs> by the end of this fucking week. All right, so go ahead, Matt, continue. It's all good. Uh, so I'm gonna take that two hundred to win four hundred, and then the weekend I'm gonna do a two game parlay, just a hundred dollar parlay. Parlay. Uh, I'm going to take Leeds over Burnley at plus 140, and um, I'm going to take Aston Villa over Crystal Palace at plus 130. So that should pay me off at 450 on that $100 parlay. And if I hit all three, I'll be down to being minus 475. <laughs> all right. So that's not too bad. I'm feeling good about that, Pat. Villa's definitely going to fuck <laughs> Palace. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I like I like all three of those bets. So. Yeah. Good little bets. I you like know. it. Excellent. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, we'll so, check it. We'll- how's, the, how's it going in your world? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Our show's r- running long as hell. Normally, normally, Patch is like, yeah, okay. Bye, everybody. He's like, hey, what's going on with you guys? Let's go ahead and add an extra 10 minutes to the show. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> Your timing is fucking brilliant, good sir. Um, What's going on in your world? How are you guys doing? Feeling okay? That's, yeah. That's brilliant. P- Patty, we'll Hello. talk to you next week. Okay, brother? <laughs> Take it easy. Talk to you later. <laughs> and then we and then we did the, the pat bit to Brody and he didn't get it. And no. then it was yes. <laughs> so fucking great. Um, I simply wrote for the Sports Direct Couple Losers, I should stop betting. <laughs> Just because. flat out, I should not be betting anymore. No, That's not at why. all. No more betting for Mr. Houston, none whatsoever, because <laughs> apparently I'm not very good at it, yet somehow still better than you. See you, um, see, see you Saturday, buddy. <laughs> I picked the win, but not the goal scorer. And unfortunately, that does not equal a win, so I am now down. Eleven hundred and twenty dollars. 
Uh, that's okay because it's been documented in Vegas that they will no longer be documenting me in Vegas. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. Somehow still in the 20 percentile, 21.6% of the time. <laughs> it works 100% of the time. I'm taking two bets, one in the midweek and one on the weekend. Uh, first, I'm going to take Man U to beat Leicester at plus 150. And then Saturday, give me leads to beat Burnley at plus one forty-five. All right. So just I just I just want to nick away from the total. I'm not going to be in the positive, and I'm not going to swing for the fences. I want to be better than you, and I want to be at least a respectable loss record. That's all I want. Because kind of like how I finished in the podcast of the year host award, <laughs> exactly. or podca- host of the year podcast awards. <laughs> Spoke <laughs> spoken like a great host. That was a eh, spoken like a third place finish. Uh, That was a eh, segment, especially considering you were really slacked off. But we give you more. We give you Kitty the Chicken. Well, Kitty hit with her palace win and is back to 500 as she sits at 18 and 18. So this week, I gave Kitty Man City heading to Newcastle. Kitty quickly showed me a picture of our boy and, well, Ram's replacement, Alan, of the middle middle class holes. Is she picking an upset? Uh, well, he was hanging out with Timothy Dalton, Kevin Hart, and David Hasselhoff. Oh, and uh, Jacques Claude Van Damme was also there. What a fucking group that is. <laughs> I know. That's a lot of cocaine in that group. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus well, Christ. It confused me because I know Alan is a smooth pimp that loves Newcastle. And it didn't surprise me to see him and Kit- Kitty hanging with four famous actors. But the actors, they're all city supporters. So hmm. I'm gathering that City, a uh, Kitty, is taking City. That's a hard thing to say, by the way. <laughs> Kitty is taking City. It's kind of shitty. Uh, <laughs> Doubt my writing. Doubt my writing. Kitty is taking City and for the bonus, claiming a 4 1 score line. Ooh. Mm-hmm. She's picking an exact score, huh? That's the bonus. She still just picks a win. Okay. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Uh, and, you know, as always, please do remember to gamble <laughs> legally and responsibly. There is a ton of midweek action that is involved in this week's fantasy, so I have nothing for you today. I do want to point out that that group of A-list actors that you uh, <laughs> that you so a- a- A-list. I mean, Kevin Hart, sure, but eh, yeah, I mean, Timothy Dalton played Bond I'm, once, but the other two, I'm trying to A-list. David Hasselhoff is huge in Germany. Yeah, I'm we, trying we, to make him feel good. Uh huh. Um, that is uh, a group of people that Batman would probably show up to if they were standing in an alley together. Do you know what Kitty told Batman me? Batman would be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had Alan and David Hasselhoff all went for cheeseburgers after the game. <laughs> brilliant. Bloody fucking brilliant. I mean, the Hoff likes a good cheeseburger, especially when he's had a few. <laughs> Carly tells me I drink too much. And I was like, but Hoff... <laughs> There's no way. If that's the bar, like, yeah, I mean, I'm fine. Have I done that yet? <laughs> when I do that, hold it against me. Hey, Sam. 
We have goals now. <laughs> yeah. We have goals. We got to get there. Well, that's good. Patrick and, uh, yeah, bleh, bleh, bleh. Oh, <laughs> and Maybe that's it. why you're the second best host on this show. <laughs> exactly. Maybe it's too many tonight. Well, well <laughs> that's going to about wrap it up. Sammy, any parting words? Uh, just remember the penis jokes are always funny in any situation. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my words of wisdom. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> well, next up is injury time where we're going to talk about the beers we've been drinking. And we're going to talk a little bit about the ibs our Scottish team and uh, we go ahead and preview the next week's action. Well, midweek and weekend's action. Yeah, we've got a long one week next. ahead of us. Yep. Sammy, how does one find uh, injury time? One more time for you. It is www.patreon.com backslash DU football show and as, as long as you sign up to one of the top two tiers, either the $5 tier or the $9 tier, you'll be able to access both of those shows, uh, sound check and injury time. Uh, the $9 tier also gets you something a little extra. So uh, consider that tasteful nudes. <laughs> I just saw something really funny uh, during our little pee break a few minutes ago. And uh, it was a, a nurse, very attractive woman, and said, when somebody asks you for nudes, but you're at work, and she took her glasses off, she took her hair down, took her headband off, and then it was x-rays <laughs> of her skeleton. And you could see her heels still on. It was very funny. Until next week, everybody. <laughs> Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Of the Lord, but straight and short, Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button.